True. Nervous. Very, very dreadfully nervous I had been and am. But why will you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all was the sense of hearing acute. I heard all things in heaven, and in the earth. I heard many things in hell. How? Then am I mad? Harking, unobserved. How healthily, how calmly, I can tell you the whole story. The 19th century saw the world's massive journey. It was a time of economic growth and industrialization. The European fantasy had reached its peak. And was slowly devouring itself. The industrial working class was sinking into despair with limited options, while the rich grew richer, if not more powerful. At that moment, the ideas of enlightenment were present as well. There was a division in society. Some people wanted change and encouraged industrialization, while others opposed to change and rejected all of these ideas. They didn't like enlightenment thinking. They didn't support industrialization. But instead, they praised the bond between humanity and nature. We call these people the Romanticists. Romanticism is a reactionary movement to the Industrial Revolution. It influenced artistic production hastily, with painters portraying sadness, spirituality, and mystery in their paintings to express the dark future and nature's fury. As for literature, which is what we are primarily concerned with. Romantic, romantic writers had a unique vision. Their odes, lyrics, sonnets expressed a psychological attachment between nature and man. They glamorized imagination, idealism, and the exotic. Blake, Wordsworth, Keats, Coleridge are one of the most significant writers of that era, alongside Jane Austen and Mary Shelley. Despite this, the Gothic and Surreal are among the most important creations of this era. According to Geoffrey Somers, Romanticism was a literary movement that began in the late 18th century, ending around the middle of the 19th century, although its influence continues to this day, marked by a focus on the individual. The unique perspective of a person, often guided by irrational emotional impulses, a respect for nature and the primitive, and a celebration of the common man, romanticism can be seen as a reaction to the huge changes in society that occurred during this period, including the revolutions that burned through countries like France and United States, ushering in grand experiments. In democracy, I know you're asking what is the relationship between romanticism and Gothic literature. How on earth does a poet writing about nature and a writer writing about an unreliable narrator who kills a man, buries him beneath his floorboards, have anything in common? In a nutshell, Gothic fiction is a variant of romanticism. The two share a focus on nature and human emotions. Nevertheless, 
Gothic literature has some unique elements. They use metonymy, which is a subtype of a metaphor that associates feelings with a specific object, such as thunder, fog, or rain, which which are like heavily incorporated into Gothic literature to convey the emotions surrounding the story. The stories take place in medieval settings like castles, graveyards, and haunted houses. Suspense and mystery are present through the work with the use of the supernatural elements such as ghosts, creatures, and visions. The writers of gothic fiction convey powerful emotions, sorrow, anger, and terror. The first gothic novel was published in 1764 and it was written by Horace Walpole entitled The Castle of Otranto. Other gothic novels include Dracula by Bram Stoker, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde, and The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson. Edgar Allan Poe, the father of American Gothicism, born on 1809 in Boston, Massachusetts, had overdosed fascinating grotesque stories and poems. He pictured insanity, horror, and mystery. His famous works are The Black Cat, The Raven, and The Telltale Heart. In today's episode, we will be discussing and analyzing The Telltale Heart. The story is told through the perspective of an unknown narrator. He or she attempts to convince us at the exposition of the story that he's not crazy. The narrator lives with an old man. He explains that the eye of the old man upsets him because it looks weird. Quote, a gray pale eye with the film over it. End quote. The narrator can't stand the eye, yet he loves the old man, and the old man likes him back. The main character in the story decided to kill the old man because he desperately wanted to get rid of that odd eye. He saw it sneaking into the old man's bedroom and stares at him only to murder him later. After the disappearance of the eye and the decease of the old man, he expresses how happy he feels by burying him underneath the floorboards. Following the event, the police come and investigate with him about the poor old man. He lies to them and tells them that the old man is on holiday or a trip. The narrator started later hearing the old man heartbeats, which makes him panic and forces him to confess his crimes at the end of the story. And that's the gist of it in a nutshell. On so many levels, this story is very precious for me. I love it, I love the message it conveys. It, the reason I chose it to be the first topic of my podcast was because I have so many things to say about the story. The narrator is part of the conspiracy himself. We don't know the gender nor the age of the character. Based on this, I assume that the character may be a female or child imprisoned with this creepy looking man, and that is the reason he tried to kill him. Some assume that the narrator suffers from a mental disorder because throughout the story he shows symptoms of hypophrenic schizophrenia, auditory hallucinations, hearing the heartbeats, paranoia, fear of the old man's eye, disordered speech, 
the juxtaposition and confusing thoughts, as well as delusion. Another possible way of interpreting the narrator is to examine his behaviors and thoughts. A psychoanalytic reading of the work may reveal the inner conflict of the character's psyche. For those who are not familiar with psychoanalysis criticism, it's a method of analyzing a literary work by referring to Sigmund Freud's psychoanalysis theory. Psychoanalysis is often explained as a method for investigating the mind, especially the unconscious mind. A therapy of neurosis inspired by the above method, a new self-standing discipline based on the knowledge gained from the application of other investigation methods and clinical experiments. Back to the story analysis, as I mentioned earlier, Poe introduced his character by proving to the audience that he's, he's completely sane. However, it's, it's like there is a level of juxtaposition and confusion concerning the character's speech. He assumes that he's sane, however, he's psychotic when it comes to the narration of the story. It's impossible to believe his words because throughout the story he did nothing but proving himself guilty. He's afraid, anxious about the old old man's eye and he repressed those feelings in the unconscious mind where his ego, superego and it fight. The it is the place of our unconscious where our desire lay. The narrator is controlled by the force of the id, aka the desire to get rid of the old man. He tries to explain the reason why he killed him, which is known as rationalization according to Freud, while at the same time, he's just denying his fault. The superego, on the other hand, in the words of Freud, represents the moral judgmental part of our psyche that reminds us of the social boundaries. In the, in the frames of this literary work, the superego of the narrator appeared at the level of the fallen action. The narrator didn't confess only because he was afraid, but also because he felt guilty. He was perhaps hallucinating, but also at the same time regretting his behavior. Concerning the themes of the story, it features death. Poe symbolizes death in the old man's eye, which is described as a vulture eye. Usually such animals are associated with death. Another significant theme is sanity versus insanity. Was the narrator insane or was he mentally stable? Again, nobody knows. The narrator has an inner conflict and a battle between his desire and rationality. Guilt is a heavy theme within the story. Poe used the heartbeat as an indication of guilt. It's the only thing that reminds the narrator of his horrible actions, where the theme of time plays a big role in the story as well. It's the force that pushes the main character to commit his crime. The Telltale Heart is a very interesting story that discusses desires and fear. A relatable model on how gothic literature can be fascinating. With the use of delusion, symbolism, and mystery, Edgar Allan Poe crafted one of the best gothic tales of all time.
This is Simply Talk, a literature, music, and cinema-based podcast. I'm your host, Khawla, and if you're listening to this, you've listened to our new episode all the way to the end. For that, thank you. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you did, please leave us a review on our socials and share this episode with your friends. Also, don't hesitate to tell us which topics you would like us to cover in future episodes. That's it for today. Have a nice day and goodbye.